156 of Divided by Werewolves. That was not a dramatic pause. I literally just forgot the name of the show, even though I'm staring at <laughs> A little distracted. Hey, remember when we all made fun of Trump because he wanted to nuke a hurricane? I'm just thinking, you know what? Have we seriously considered whether or not... Yeah, like, what's the science on that? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, <laughs> because I'm staring down the barrel of one, and it, it, it hasn't... It's got time in between Cuba and here, where it's just open water. I mean, I just feel like... You know, if we have a few nukes laying around, let's just yeah. try it. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I've been thinking about this, that because my daughter was asking, like, why do they have the named storms? And I was explaining all that shit, right? And I'm just like, I do think the problem is, like, no one's scared of anyone named Ian. Mm. Like, it's just not, you wouldn't, <laughs> this is not something yeah. that would concern you. It's not Old Testament enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hurricane Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was thinking is we should redo the naming and classification system and align them with horror film franchises. Because then, like, you would know what's up, right? Oh, like, yeah. if it was, like, Hurricane Goosebumps, you'd be like, all right, this is a little <laughs> scary. Not, no big deal. <laughs> right. Might be trash can, might rattle, might scare you. You know, Hurricane Orphan. You're like, eh, all right, eh, maybe now. Uh, well, I lived through, you know, Hurricane Nightmare on Elm Street, so Hurricane Orphan cares. And then when you're like, you know, Hurricane Terrifier is bearing down, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like abandoned ship. Exactly right. They're like, we've never seen a hurricane of magnitude Serbian film. Like, fuck. <laughs> Rise of the hills. Yeah. No one is safe. <laughs> yeah. I do like, though, that as as we're getting ready, you know, at least where I am to deal with the hurricane, NASA's just like, yeah, we're going to launch a you know, spacecraft and knock an asteroid off kilter. And they're like, it's fine. It's not in danger of hurting anyone. It's just we're going to just take a probe and smash it into a space rock. And <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> know. <laughs> They're like, we picked it because it was easy, you know, it was nearby, it was transmitting a signal in every known and unknown lang- dead language that said, don't break the seal. And we we're like, why not? Let's go. <laughs> and the way everything's been going, you know, NASA decides to fucking smash a vending machine into an asteroid, crack it open, some eldritch horror is going to come pouring out of it. <laughs> They're like, yep, that's fine. Let's just, we, can, we can only hope. Just fucking get in line. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. All right, yeah. So, uh, but um, in all seriousness, yeah. So I spent my 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 afternoon, well, my after dinner, or whatever, just getting everything off of our back porch. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, do I really think like? I'm going to be in danger of that shit flying around. No, but you, you're not going to be in a position to get it if it does start flying around. So that was today, and then tomorrow i got to go over to my in-laws and, and do the same thing. So this is this is fun. This is the part they don't tell you about when they're like, endless summer. You're like, that sounds <laughs> awesome. And they're like, three months of terror. You're like, oh, that's less awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure it'll be fine. We're all going to be fine. 
Okay. Um, so we have uh, a bunch of, of Shutter, as usual, Shutter things yeah. uh, to uh, to talk about. Um, so first up, uh, I, I remember seeing this movie on Shutter, and just I completely forgot about watching it. But then they uh, find folks at, at I'm assuming it's R J L E. Yeah, R L J E. Yes. R L J E. Sorry, uh, sent you a Blu-ray, and that is for Romero's amusement. Is it the amusement park? Yeah, the amusement park. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a. It's a. It's one of those lost and then. F- I guess found isn't technically what it was because like they like it it was just shelved like he did it seventy three. <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's like um, it, it. I guess it would have been after night, but before dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a fifty minute um, kind of PSA done in Romero's own his unique style uh so it's a scathing social commentary Mm -hmm. on the treatment of the elderly in our country um so it's like i said uh 45 to 50 minutes uh, and it follows um lincoln mazel who Mm -hmm. was in who was in martin um okay um it was also their marrow vampire thing that i really liked uh, and it's and it's just he's this old man and he's he's going to an amusement park, and throughout the day, uh, this just horrible shit keeps like happening to him. Strange shit keeps happening to him. And it's like, it's like all like all the roller coasters and all the rides he goes on. Something terrible happens, and it's it's basically like the way challenges old people face in our in our society, our country, and and. Uh, you know, and like, there's like some kind of over the top shit where like at one point he like he gets mugged by these three bikers, mm-hmm. and like uh, the Grim Reaper is like standing over their shoulders. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <"Ew." laughs> yeah. And then he like he goes to uh, to first aid because he's got the shit beat out of him. He's bleeding mm-hmm. stuff, and like the nurse, like they put a bandaid on his forehead and tell him to get the hell out of there. Like, and he goes to this nurse and he's like, please, I need a doctor. And she's like, they put a bandage on your head. You'll be fine. And then she hands him a cane and like sends him on his way. <laughs> so it's just, you know, over the top kind of things like that. But it's actually, I tell you, this is the kind of thing I, I would have heard about, you know, 20 years ago. And I would have obsessed over it until I found a way to see it. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad that didn't happen because I don't think it would have hit as hard as yeah. it did, you know, at my age now. Where right, I'm staring down the barrel of this shit. Well, and also having, you know, I mean, we're of the age now where you know we're kind of that sandwich generation, right? Where it's like we're raising yeah. kids, where our parents are getting older. Um, yes. So you know, it's like you kind of see some of the challenges that folks face when they get older, and. There's not as much health around health, sorry, not as much help around either, you know, from either due to health insurance or just at the, the state level or any of that stuff. And then you're just yeah. like, well, fuck, man, what are you know, yeah. what are we supposed to do? Um, yeah, and it it ends up like it kind of bookends in a really a really cool way. I really liked the ending, mm. um, but yeah, I, I enjoy. I, I watched it on Shutter when it first dropped, and I know we didn't talk about it for whatever reason um, on the show, but but I was happy to revisit it on this blue. Um, so I really enjoyed it the second time as well. And any any good extras or because I mean they're kind of hit or miss. Yeah, it actually does have some pretty good stuff on it. Um, I, again, commentary, and I didn't watch it. Um, I'm so bad at watching commentaries. Uh, but there's uh, the first feature was called Reopening the Park, and it's the interview with um, with George Romero's widow, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. It was kind of just her basically talking about, like I said, how it was, you know, 
this lady who programs um, like film festivals actually had the 16 millimeter and she was using it uh, at a, a festival she was running and then she just contacted us and she was like because I guess the news had kind of come out that George George's um, diagnosis and he wasn't going to be with us too much longer and so mm-hmm. she's like do y'all you know she wanted to give it back to him and so Suzanne took it and she and, and George was like oh that's nothing that's a stupid little thing I did or whatever and um, and Suzanne watched it and ended up loving it like falling in love with it mm-hmm. and so she she set about to have it restored and stuff like that and then a, a film company got the rights and then of course you know from there it's now we got a blu-ray and it hit the shutter and it did festivals and like all these whole all these people getting to see it and everybody just falling in love with it, it was really cool to hear mm-hmm. how that went down did, did they say like why he didn't it was just he just didn't yeah I mean he, he did it in three days it was like a throwaway thing um, oh okay he was, he, you know, he thought it would never be anything, and I guess they didn't use it for its intended purpose, like for the the PSA. I don't know what happened with that. Um, she didn't really talk about that, but, um, but yeah, again, he was like, yeah, it's nothing. It was just a thing I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was uh, the second one was this. That was about ten minutes. This one also was about ten minutes. It's called um, Bill and Bonnie's Excellent Adventure, and this was an interview with. Um, so they shot it at an actual amusement park. Uh, like okay. I said, up for like a weekend, mm-hmm. and and so like the people at work there ended up being most of the cr- the crew and the extras and stuff. Oh, okay. And so um, this lady Bonnie Hensman mm-hmm. was one of the workers there, um, and she actually got to be in the movie. And she's like, it was so much fun, you know. And she talked about how all these different things um, they all got to do, and it was so fun to pretend to be a movie star and stuff like that. So she mm-hmm. kind of talks about her experience on it. Um, and it was neat. And then the and then there was um, the last thing that I watched was Four Year Amusement with artist Ryan Carr, and that is uh, the George Romero Foundation is putting together um, a graphic novel of the film, oh, okay. and and he's the artist on it. Um, That's cool. So he talks about that, and it was really interesting. He goes into kind of his backstory, and mm. like he's literally was just a dude like drawing bub on Instagram, and oh. <laughs> they they saw the picture and reached out to him, and he's been working with them for like three years now. So wow. That was neat. Oh no, no, I did watch one more thing. Sorry, um, there was a um, Shutter did um, a Zoom kind of interview thing with again with um, Suzanne, mm-hmm. and then Sandra Schulberg, Greg Nicotero, and Daniel Krause. Oh, okay, wow. And it was it was really good. Um, it was about twenty five minutes. I'm not super big on those Zoom yeah, interview things. Still. But I guess it, it was probably from. Uh, I don't know, a film festival that ended up not being able to take place in person. Yeah. You know, that's most of these things are that. But it was really good. Just they're just talking about the movie and talking about George and stuff. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, especially Greg Nicotero. I mean, yeah. You know. Yeah, it was really good. Um and then the, the last few things on it, um there's the official brochure. There's just like little like stills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so a brochure for the park. Um they actually had the script. It's only three pages, <laughs> but they had the script you can look through, and then there's a behind-the-scenes photo gallery. Oh, that's cool. And this is already out. It came out on the 13th. I didn't get it um, before. I've only had it a few days now. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a while to get here, but um, it's already out. So, like I've said a million times, you know, Best Buy is your best best bet for a blue, and then right. probably DVD at Walmart or whatever. Right, right. Are they doing both a DVD and a Blu-ray? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool, very good. Well, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I remember seeing it on Shutter, and then it just was one of those things, and I just—it's definitely it. worth a watch. It really yeah. is. It's it's actually pretty good. 
All right, cool. I will have to check it out. Um, all right, so our next two are also Shutter exclusives. Uh, do you have a preference which one you want to get into first? I don't. I don't either one. All right. So why don't we do, I'll do the one I watched first, which was uh, Who Invited Them? Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie is one of those movies where, like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that person from, you know, this show. or that's, you know? mm-hmm. So, so uh, for example, the, uh, you know, it, it, the, it's mainly kind of stars four four people. So so Ryan Hansen plays Adam, and he's married to Melissa Tang, who plays Margot. I I know Ryan Hansen from uh, Veronica Mars because he was um, he was one of the, the brothers. oh okay I forget the the guy's name. Uh, there are these three two two brothers, and the older one, the blonde one. He he played that guy, and I, I forget his name on the show. It's been a minute. Uh, Melissa Tang, her work I, I I'm not familiar with, but then they they kind of they they play. Um, Adam and Margot, who they, they just moved into this this house in uh, kind of a more upscale neighborhood, and um, unbeknownst to Margot, Adam got a good deal on it because um, some people had died um, in the house. Um, and then, as, as the movie goes on, we, we find out more about what happened. But um, they throw this party, and you kind of get the feeling that people at the party are just like they're not too thrilled with adam like like he's kind of like a like a status chaser and you know they're not super jazzed about being there just because he thinks it's a big you know it's a big deal that he's he's in this new house or whatnot Mm -hmm. but um you know while they're there they kind of meet the everybody kind of goes to leave and they hear this voice some voices in the bathroom and the door opens and this this couple comes out played by timothy Granderos, who uh, his work I'm not familiar with, and then Perry Matfield is Sasha. And Perry Matfield, I don't know if you ever watched the CW, had this um, show called In the Dark about this woman who is blind, and then she, um, uh, her friend gets murdered, and she's trying to figure out who, uh, who killed him. Um, so as as the evening goes on, the, they kind of pair up the women with the women and the guys, two guys, and each. Pair so Sasha, who who pairs up with Margot, is Sasha's starting to push Margot because Margot used to be in a band, and she's like, you know, you should get back together. You should play music. I saw you at this festival. You guys were great. You should call your ex boyfriend, who had been in the band. You know, kind of really pushing her to, you know, get back together. Not necessarily get back together, but get back in contact with this guy, even though Margot mm-hmm. knows. That her husband after, not appreciate after she got that. her all coked up. Yeah, after she got her all coked up, right? I forgot about that. Meanwhile, you know, t- uh, Tom is is basically you know saying to Adam like, oh yeah, you know this house is great. You know, like you know it it it's got such a great deal on it because you, you didn't tell Margot like what happened. That's fantastic. Like you know, like you know it it kind of sucks that she's you know she's not really into the house and you know we should you know, me and Sasha, we kind of swing. Maybe you guys would be interested in, you know, swinging or whatever. And you're just like a threesome. And, you know. <laughs> God, no, man. It, it, it shit, like, yeah. It went sideways so fast for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you realize that these, pretty early on, that these these two are not, they do not have uh, the best of intentions for, mm-hmm. for these folks. But, but. And it's interesting that the two movies that we we picked um, are work, at least 
well, how much they worked, I guess, would depend on you know the viewer. But in terms of the the basic premise of 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 the the people in them doing the things they do, all kind of hinges on you know the idea of politeness and and, mm-hmm. and whether or not folks would be willing to say, hey, I don't I don't know who you are, like, you need to get the fuck out of my house. Because what Sasha and Tom tells them is that, oh, we're the neighbors. You know, we heard, we heard there was a party. We came over to ask you to keep it down. But then we thought as a, you know, as a goof, well, why don't we just, you know, join the party and we'll just act like, you know, we know you. But then we're having such a good time. We thought, oh, well, what's the harm? We'll just hang out. And and, and Adam and Margo are like, oh, oh yeah. Okay, I, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, they're kind of yeah, like yeah. at first they're just like, well, that's really weird. Why would you do that? But then they're like, all right, yeah, I, I guess. Um, but then you know, as they they kind of start, you know, doing playing their manipulation game, um, you know, it became clear that that wasn't what happened. And this was one of those movies where once Adam kind of explains, like, well, it wasn't just that people died; it was this really super this abusive couple. They died, and then you know the the the, the kids were left, and mm-hmm. um, you know they, there were claims that the kids kind of like did something to the bodies, and and I immediately was like, oh, yep. <laughs> I mean, and I, and I don't mean to spoil it, but it, it was so clear. Yeah. At that I mean, point, it can't be considered a spoiler if you didn't no. see this shit coming. Like, yeah, you've never seen a movie before. Because at first, I was like, "Oh, <clears> this <throat> couple, they murdered whoever had been murdered in the house." Mm. Like that was my first thought. Was just, <clears throat> yeah. well, they they murdered them. But then when they're like, "Oh yeah, the the you know they were abusive and the kids were left in the house," I was like, "Oh fuck!" And <laughs> yeah, so as it turns out, because hey, let's just go all the way. Uh, they were the parents. They were the kids of the abusive parents. And and what had happened was the only time their parents weren't essentially wailing on them was when they were wailing on each other. So they were like, well, if we get them um, kind of at each other's throats, they'll leave us alone. And then they took it too far, and the parents actually killed each other. And then they had kind of fucked the kids up so bad that the kids were like, oh, hey, we're glad they're dead. You know, kind of fuck with the bodies and whatnot, but then mm. had been kind of, I guess, traumatized by their upbringing, and essentially, you know, just came back to visit the house and fuck with the people in it, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, the one thing that then I they tried to do this kind of like ending where it's unclear. I think they want you to think it's unclear as to how it ended. Yeah. Uh, but it was not very successful in my mind. In turn, and I'll, that we can leave as a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, kind of the, the this ambiguous ending. I think they were, you know, they thought they were being creative and mm-hmm. um, in terms of like what they were doing, and it it really did not. Uh, and in my mind, it was not ambiguous at all. It was pretty clear what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I did not like the ending, and and you know, this was one of those things we kind of talked about before, where I feel like the movie like has its head so far up its own ass, like it thinks yeah. it's it's like dropping this huge twist, and I'm like, and once you like it, it it's so quick. You you kind of figure it out so quick that you at that point you just wanted to hurry the fuck up, and then it doesn't. Yeah. Um, not that it was like super long or anything. I think it was only like maybe ninety minutes. It was less was, than ninety. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was shorter than that. But, but it's you know it's one of these things. And this is and I don't know. Uh, this is just like a personal preference or a thing for me. But 
you know, I, I just I can't I can't stand the kind of people that the that the the twins the not twins the the kids were the couple yeah like that whole like like people who get off on making everybody in the room uncomfortable or yes just, you know like like just enjoy just fucking with people and pushing those buttons and like right. and, and and this obviously was to an extent that was exaggerated but still like i know people like that and that shit irritates the shit out of me like just just enjoy the misery they caused <laughs> by right. you know doing that shit like that and so that kind of that kind of turned me off of it and then and then like we said the it being so predictable and then the shitty ending i was just like okay like this one's just not for me yeah yeah well uh if you don't like people being shitty to each other then this next one probably wasn't up your alley either (laughs) i'll tell you it was not but for different reasons (laughs) yeah so this next one um i actually i I guess saying I enjoyed it is probably it's it was it's a difficult movie to watch. Yes. Uh it was it I thought it was really well done and it stuck with me for days. Um I kept just kind of thinking about the predicament that these people yes. got themselves in. But it's interesting when you read the comments on Shudder, half the people were like that ending sucked and then the other people were like wow, that thing was fucked up. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is um, Speak No Evil. So Speak No Evil is a... Um, well, I'm not sure if it's a Swedish film or a Danish film, or I don't know exactly the... Um, uh, it, it's written uh, by Christian Taftrup uh, and Mads Taftrup, uh, directed by Christian Taftrup. Um, and they are from Denmark. Um, and it's basically about this couple, um, Bjorn and Luis, uh, who go on vacation at um, this uh, kind of resort area type thing in, um, oh, I want to say it's Italy, uh, but I don't, it doesn't really matter where it is. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of these places where it's not quite like a bed and breakfast, but it, it is a resort in that there's, a, there's you know, you basically have all your meals together, a smaller pool. It's not like, um, you know, some, like, giant sandals-type, you know, resort where there's, like, tons and tons of people. And, you know, Bjorn, they have a daughter, um, Agnes, and, you know, Bjorn realizes that Agnes had lost her, her bunny, uh, Nihilus, and uh, he goes to uh, to find it, and... When he gets back, his his family is chatting with um, this guy, uh, Patrick, mm-hmm. and um, Patrick's wife, uh, Karen. And they had met Patrick earlier uh, in, in the trip because Patrick showed up late one night. It was like, oh, you know, I, and then at dinner, it was like, oh, I proposed a toast. Like, I'm sorry. I was the one knocking on the door. Ha, 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 And everybody was like, oh, ha, ha. Um, and so they're like, oh, let's have lunch together. So they have lunch together, and, you know, he says he's a doctor, and, and they're kind of talking about their home in the Netherlands, and they're like, oh, you should come see us. And and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the, in the polite <laughs> way that you're just like, yeah, that sounds great, we'll do that. You know, well, you know, fast forward, and they get a postcard, and it's basically like, oh, hey, you should come see us in the Netherlands. And you can tell that, like, Bjorn is not thrilled Mm-hmm. with his life 
um, you know, he, he's just like, you know, his wife's kind of on her phone trying to buy a jacket for their daughter, and he's just like looking out the window, and you could tell like this just this life was just not doing it for him. So he's like, oh, well, we should go, and she's like, well, no, like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, and then. You know, her her response was kind of, too, was like, well, we've already taken, like, one, you know, international flight, so we, you know, we don't want to do another one. But then their friends come over, like, oh, it's like an eight-hour drive. And so he's like, oh, okay. So they end up going there. And, you know, kind of like what we had just got finished talking about, the, the whole escalation of, of tension and, you know, to to a moment of kind of extreme violence um, between Patrick and Karen and Bjorn and Louise, all predicated on this idea of Patrick and Karen just kind of knocking Bjorn and Louise just slightly off kilter, just from the beginning they get there. Mm-hmm. And then kind of piling on these like little little kind of microaggressions, for lack of a better word, to the point where you would expect at some point in time somebody would be like hey wait you know come on man that's not cool but they just kind of they're so like polite to the point Mm -hmm. where they they don't stand up for themselves and once i think you know patrick and and karen realize that that's who they have it's done yeah um you know like the perfect example is while they were um at the resort together, they go out to eat, and and, and Louis says, "Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a vegetarian," and and Patrick's like, "Oh yeah, that's great. It's so much better for the environment. Like it's it's great." You know. Then when they get there, he's like, "Oh, I just finished, you know, cooking this boar. You should have a piece." And she's yeah. like, "No, I'm I'm good." And he's like, "No, no, no. You know, it's really good. It's like it's it's crispy. It's fatty. It's at the same time like it's it's really good. If you're a vegetarian and you have people explaining meat to you in terms of like it's crispy and fatty at the same time, like that's just a no. Like I mean, and she's just like kind of looking at her husband, and he's like, "No, no, be polite. You should try some." And that right there, I was like, "What are you? What are you doing? Like yep. it is it is completely reasonable that someone." you met months ago would not remember that you're a vegetarian but there is nothing wrong once you got there to be like oh actually um i'm a vegetarian uh and politely decline and that would be the end of it and her or expect that your spouse would say oh well actually she's a vegetarian you know but i'll try some you know yeah, exactly no yep. instead he's just kind of like leaves her fucking out to dry and she's you know, in the guy, you know, just too polite to, to say otherwise. Um, and then and then things kind of go from there. They have a son who uh, doesn't, when we first meet him, we think that, um, you know, they're like, oh, he just, he doesn't talk a lot. Then, you know, we see the kid uh, kind of shows his mouth to Bjorn and he doesn't have a tongue. And I immediately was like, okay, that's something mm-hmm. wrong here and they're like oh, i don't know he was born with a shorter tongue and i'm like that is not no that does not, not look like my man was born with a short tongue somebody cut that shit out and i thought so then i thought oh maybe the boar maybe that's human like you start to think up like yeah okay, i thought cannibal too that's crazy you know that they're know that they're can't yeah yeah no i was like okay that wasn't that wasn't boar that was a cannibal and 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 the, they they you know they they cut the kid's tongue out so he wouldn't tell anybody you know right. Which is, you know, fucked up that that's where your brain goes to. That, like, that's the only reasonable expect, you know, explanation. Um, 
and it, it kind of goes from there. And, and this one, I, I won't, I won't spoil. Um, but it gets super fucked up, and yes. um, you know, there, there is uh, this. This movie is just an escalating series of decisions that I would never have made in the first place. Like that—that's my problem with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly it. Yeah. I mean, first of all, one, I don't go to, I don't go to bed and breakfast. I don't want to have a meal with another person that no. I'm not, that I don't share a life with. Never do that. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to eat at a long table. I don't want to have to make small talk with people. Uh, I don't like, I might potentially go to lunch with someone I met on a trip. Probably not, but who's to say? Maybe I would. I never in a million years, if they were like, oh, you should come visit, I would do the polite thing and be like, yeah. But if they sent me a postcard, I would be like, okay. And I would throw that shit out. (laughs) Like, like it never would even occur to me that that, that to even do that. (laughs) Then when I got there, if they were like, oh, you know, I wouldn't, I the vegetarian thing, no, that that's not happening. Uh, when they're like, oh, you know, we're going out tonight, and then they're like, well, we got a babysitter, and I'm like, I don't know this fucking guy. He's yeah, not this watching. Grown ass, weird, creepy dude. Like, yeah, no, he's not. He's no. not watching my kid. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Exactly. Yeah, that that's not happening. Uh, you know, when when the guy's drunk and driving them home, mm-hmm. that's not happening. Like, exactly. and then when they finally make the decision to leave. And they leave, and the little girl starts crying about her bunny, hundred percent. And they're like, "We'll buy you a new one." Absolutely, just we out. We're going. Oh yeah, I'm going. I'd, yeah, I'd I'm be like, I'm "Sorry, kid, but yeah. you know what? N- Nihilus lives with them now." Uh, and they even told them, "They're like, oh no, he lives with I forget the boy's name, Abel. Uh, Abel he yeah. he lives with Abel now, you know." And she's like, and then she found it in the seed pocket. So fuck that kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was, and that's the thing. It's like there's so many horror movies where you watch. I mean, like, and this isn't like you know, we're, I'm not talking about like a Friday the Thirteenth where you're like, why are you in the woods in heels, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or, or don't split up. You know, I'm not talking about those tropes. I'm just talking about like normal human yes. behavior. Yes, common and, common fucking sense. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but. The, I just thought it was really interesting the way that the movie gives them so many outs. Yeah. And it had to be like that had to be commentary in some way. Yeah, like, I think so. It had to be because because listen, like, you know me like and I assume most of the people listening to this do. And if you don't here, here's a here's a scoop for you. I am a fucking doormat like. It's so many ways in my life. Like people walk all over me, and I'm just like, you know, oh, yeah, okay. And I, I never say anything. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't do confrontation. Uh, I will just, you know, I'll turn the other cheek. I have my entire life. Mm-hmm. This I, I would, I guy, wouldn't say I'd. Call, I, I don't know if I'd call you a doormat, but oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's true. Sorry, Not, but, uh, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> this, this fucking guy. Yeah. Is such a fucking weenie. Yeah. Like, there's no way. There is no way that anyone could be this way. Like, this, it's just not possible. I, I think. I think what they were. I think what they were 
part of what they were saying was this guy was so dissatisfied with his life and and maybe he felt a dissatisfaction because one of the things that that Patrick kind of does with him is like takes him you know they go they go to the water and they're screaming <clears throat> like ah like manly type thing and it's almost like what they were saying is like you know this guy just was so unhappy and like so many other guys sometimes when they get unhappy they they think that the way out is you know to kind of assert themselves you know uh, some sort of like you know kind of through their masculinity but this guy wasn't even really able to kind of do that like he was so just like non-confrontational as a confront confrontational as a human being that even you know he 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 essentially gets shown by this guy yeah here's how you kind of take charge of all this shit and when the time comes for him to do it he can't even do it exactly so it's like he was so he was so you know um I don't know what the word is, but but um, conditioned to be polite that mm-hmm. he was putting this idea of politeness ahead of, you know, his family's well-being, his own well-being, and and, uh, yes. and and when we and 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 when you, you know, when you prioritize kind of politeness over safety and security and things like that, like you can get yourselves in some pretty bad situations. Like, I don't think it's, it's not that much of a stretch, even though this was a European film to look at some certain aspects of, of politics now where in the interest of being quote unquote fair and, 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 you know, we're so like sometimes so, uh, you know, in the media or just like, you know, commentators, whatnot, they're so unwilling to point out when something is horrible because Mm -hmm. they, they don't want to appear biased or they don't want it to be like, well, we're not, you know, we, 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 we need to make sure that we're being, you know, like we're being, we're taking the high road. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, if you, if you, if, if, if you have a bully and you show them that what you prioritize is their feelings over what the right thing to do is or over like safety security that type of thing they're going to take advantage of that and that's exactly what what happened here if at any point in time you know bjorn had been like hey man like you're not i'm not leaving my kid i don't know this person our daughter's coming with us or my wife's a vegetarian it's cool that you don't remember but she really doesn't want any or you know whatever like hey i'm driving because you know, you're yeah. drunk and that's not safe. Like they would not have done what ultimately they did. They did what they did and they, they even say it. It's because you let me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, <clears throat> which, and, and yeah, hundred percent, I guess for me and why, why I say it has to, has to just be some sort of like commentary or whatever, or like the statement, because the level to which it's pushed is so far beyond like, my comprehension or like my i can't suspend my belief to the to the point well, one, it once goes. it got violent and the right. way it got violent yes the way that the two of them just completely folded that's yes. when i was like okay i think any people you kind of they're going to be willing to put up with a certain amount in, right. in the interest of politeness but then yes. when you kind of cross the line that they cross like you're going to fight back you're going to do whatever yeah, I'm not going to take one punch to the face and be like, okay, yeah, never, right. never mind. Like, yeah, no, 
Like, no, right. <laughs> not in that situation. Never yeah. in a million years. Like, and so it kind of, it kind of, for me, just it went a little too far mm-hmm. in in the way, like, which not not in the sense of violence. Like, I it was extremely fucked up. It really was. Um, but I've seen worse stuff. It's just the unbelievability to have gone that far and yeah. have those characters react that way. I was like, I this is just, I can't. I just, I just, I was kind of uncomfortable throughout the entire thing anyway. And then, and then that ending, and I was just like, I'm never watching that again. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it was one of the things like, I, I, I mean, the more I thought about it, the more it kind of, I don't want to say it fell apart. I mean, if you think about a lot of movies, they'll fall apart. I, I did start to kind of have those kind of misgivings, the same as you. And, and, but at the same time, there were aspects of it, you know, the, the, the kind of the, you know, them, kind of addressing the politeness the way that they did Mm -hmm. that that did kind of stick with me and i don't i don't think i would ever watch it again either because you know it it, it's a lot of build-up for then one really kind of terrible you know terrible thing Um, yeah and i don't know you know that there's other movies that have similar build-ups and you know there aren't like super violent but the the tension and the build-up is is better um Mm -hmm. You know, this this was one of those things where it was like you were just kind of given the the level of it's almost like like the creep movies, right? Where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're kind of like, is he really? Is he fucking with me? Is is this guy actually like a killer? You know, I I'm not a fan of of either of those movies for just that reason. I mean, he mm. he he does he 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 does the movies namesake really well. Yeah, I, like, uh, I really like the first one, but I hate the second one. <laughs> yeah, and it's that type of thing for me where it's like it's so, you know, the, the discomfort of it all, and mm-hmm. not like out of like oh my god, like the dark and the wicked, where it's just this foreboding sense of like holy shit, shit's about to you know, at at some point this is all gonna, you know, break. Mm-hmm. Um, is just more like this guy's an asshole. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and whether he's Fucking a murderous, yeah, whether he's a murderous asshole or he's just right. an asshole, I don't want to hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the why is less important, but um, but they are they are both on Shutter, and you can you can hang out with the. Uh, with with two two pairs of asshole couples and actually <laughs> technically four yeah four pairs exactly. of exactly. asshole couples and you can decide uh, whose whose side that you take. Um. <laughs> um, and then I was trying to think. I did watch um, I watched the new Fletch movie, which mm. I loved. My wife was not that much of a fan, but she I made her watch the original Fletch, and she was not that big of a fan. And that's mm. one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Your your mileage uh, may vary. Um, and I also watched uh, Vengeance uh, on Peacock, the the B J Novak movie. And I felt oh, like oh yeah yeah I needed to watch that. I I felt like it kind of stumbled at the end, but still really good, well worth watching. Um, nice. Really funny in some spots. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know had some really interesting things to say. Um, just uh, in general, a pretty pretty solid film. Um, okay, so on the gaming side, I finally finished Saints Row, and uh, man, if you want to, if you want to see the line between 
irreverent and interminable and then watch a game just fucking blast right through it that is <laughs> that is saints row i mean my god the end of that game was so fucking annoying i mean it was so annoying and it was like this giant unskippable like four and a half long scene or whatever it was it was terrible i hate like the whole time i was just like but it wasn't like a cutscene. It was like an in-engine type of thing. So you basically just had to watch it. Couldn't fucking stand it. And I was done. It was like, I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do in this game. It's like, I get it. Like, you don't want to have the dildo bat. And, you know, you're, you're trying mm. to be cognizant of, like, you know, the thing, maybe things have changed a little. And, and you know, but, uh, you know, they, 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 they kept enough stuff where it's like instead of rim jobs it was you know um gym robs and you know instead of freckle bitches it was like fbs and it was like you're you're trying to be like ha ha teehee and it's Mm -hmm. like well you i mean if you really thought some of that stuff was just not okay like why are you even referencing at all why don't you just do your own thing like just call it something completely different it's like you know, long, long, you know, fans of the series are not going to be like, oh, oh, they named it, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I, when I was playing it, I actually got to a point where all I had to do was like go to a store and buy an emote, and I was like, to get a new, to get another trophy, and I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. Um, so I. uh I did not uh it was fine. If I didn't I I rented it and it was if if it was in the fall, you know, when there's uh, you know the, the the heavy hitters come out to play, mm-hmm. wouldn't even have played it. But um you know, now when there really wasn't much going on and I was just kind of killing time, it was it was fine. But I don't I don't recommend anyone spend any money on it and I and I especially it, it's you know, when I got it, it was still incredibly buggy, um, and they they fixed some of it, but it's just you know don't 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 be like me. Um, and then I I did start playing Stray, uh, which is so far a really well done game. Uh, it you know with the beautiful visuals, uh, very simple gameplay, but very effective. Um, I won't get into it too much because I know you're going to play it. I don't want to spoil anything. I do think it's interesting, though, that that's the game that when Sony was like, we have our own version of Game Pass, this is the game that Mm -hmm. you'll be able to play. And not because it's bad, but because it just doesn't seem like that it would be... uh, When you look at the games that like Game Pass has because of the studios that Microsoft now owns... um, the kitty with a backpack seems an odd choice <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know to basically be like you know we we also have free games here be a cat and you're like what wait what like <laughs> they have every bethesda game ever made and they're like yeah but we have a cat you know <laughs> you know and then you're like oh but you're gonna have god of ragnarok when it comes out like fuck no we're not gonna have ragnarok when it comes out 70 dollars bitch get yeah. in line <laughs> It's like you can play Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. You're like I already did last year. Yeah, well, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's interesting to see the difference in 
I mean, Sony just does. They just don't care. They're like, yeah, you're they gonna play. Now. You're yeah. gonna play Last of Us. You're gonna play Ragnarok. Yeah. Why are we going to give you these games free? You're gonna buy. The people who want to buy them are going to buy them, and mm-hmm. the people who are fine waiting will eventually buy them. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and if if two years from now they don't, well, then they can pay for the subscription. And we've already at that point we're just making money off the tail. So who gives a shit? Yep. Um, you know, it it it. But it does really feel like their various PlayStation Plus levels are in direct response to Game Pass as opposed to Microsoft taking Game Pass and trying to actually make it like yeah. a platform or like right. this is a reason to have an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, so far I'm enjoying it. I, I don't I don't know how much I have left in it. It's not, I don't think it's that long of a game. Maybe if you did yeah, everything. no, I think it's four or five hours. Yeah, and then it's like if you wanted all the trophies, there's like a trophy to finish it in two hours. And, oh, know, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna platinum it. I don't. You know. I, so I don't. I never do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had been paying attention, there's some stuff that I could have done earlier on to get most of the trophies, and then uh, you know, it's like if I, really... I remember it was last weekend or the weekend before, I was adding a. Uh, I was adding some of the, the new stuff on Game Pass, and I got fucked around and put the Super Pets game on my Xbox. Oh, fuck! If I didn't play the whole thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a like, great movie. I love that movie. I still haven't seen the movie yet, but yeah, it's really it, good. You know, the game is it's it's obviously very much aimed at small children. Like it's yeah. And I was I like, yeah, this is I the best was, achievement game. <laughs> That's exactly what it ended up being, right? Because I was like, yeah, I'll fuck around with this while the much larger game that I'm downloading installs right yeah and it's it's straight up like an on rails shooter uh like panzer dragoon uh-huh like, like you know you're flying through the city as either crypto or um ace uh-huh and and you're just shooting batarangs or eye, eye lasers at robots and <laughs> it's like nine stages with boss fights at the end of like the third stage, like there's, but I ended up getting nine fifty out of a thousand. <laughs> it's like Avatar: The Last Airbender, where you could get like it was like eighty six minutes, and you could get a thousand points. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably I probably played this game for about an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> the one trophy that I I didn't get, and I'm not. I'm not going to go and try to get it. I already deleted the game, but it was for completing a level without shooting any Lex bots. And I figured one of the earlier stages would be the easiest way if I was going to like go for it. And I tried literally once and, uh, stage one, you can't do because it's the tutorial. So it makes you shoot and shit like that. Right. It's like, Oh, stage two, no problem. Got it. And those motherfuckers, like they do everything in their power to stay in your way. Like, (laughs) If you shoot it, they just they fucking hurl themselves at you. <laughs> so I was like, I'm done with this. Fuck it. <laughs> That's funny. but you know, not bad for an hour's worth of entertainment on Game Pass. Exactly. God, yeah, that remind. Oh my god, I played so many of those games. Like Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> fucking yeah. backyard baseball and yeah. Oh my, so many movie tie-in games. So many movie tie-in games (laughs) back in the day. Back in my, you know, it's funny though because I think I mentioned this when we played Friday night. You know, I I had gotten 
Batman Arkham Knight, and I forgot that mm. I played it on the PlayStation, so when I booted it up, and I heard he got all the trophies, and I was just like, at that point, I was like, oh, Riddler's kidnapped some firemen? Man, fuck those firemen. Like, <laughs> like, like, if I have to go through fucking 340 Riddler trophies, and there's not a goddamn trophy that's meaningless <laughs> at the end of it, I don't give a shit. I was like, all those people can die. I don't care. You know, like... <laughs> And it's and it's funny how I don't play games for achievements anymore. I don't mm-hmm. I don't play games yeah, don't for trophies anymore. It's been a long time. Like if I really like a game, I will work to platinum it. Like, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, I love that game. So, you know, I actually went back and was looking at my trophies and I realized that like for whatever reason, the Iki Island expansion, there's like all these like tales from Iki Island where you help out different people. I didn't do all those. I don't know why that doesn't seem like something i would do but mm-hmm. a lot of times in games like that if i really like the game you know the trophy is just a way for me to kind of like oh i'll do this i'll try this i'll do that um but like and i love the bat bad games but it's like you know some of that stuff that is kind of a grind that you're doing it just to get the trophy when you realize you already have it it's like Nah, and, but the problem is with the Arkham games, they tie all that shit to Batman doing something to help people. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or it's like you know, the, I remember there's the, the the achievement or whatever it was for like going and like paying your respects at Crime Alley, and it's like you already got the trophy. You're like, yeah, they're still dead. They'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> they were dead when this game started. They'll be dead when it ends. Whether I go and kneel or at their fucking alleyway for two and a half minutes while the camera swirls around me <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so but uh you know it was one of those things for me i i actually had completely forgotten that stray uh was was getting a physical release i must have found mm. out at some point and then was like oh yeah i'll just throw it on my queue and so um yeah i pre-ordered it as soon as i found out it was going to get physical yeah, and I was like, I, and uh, I was kind of like trying to decide if I wanted to finish Arkham Knight to be in time for Gotham Knights and or whatnot. But I was like, oh, I'll play this, and now I'm kind of at the point once I'm, once I finish it that it's like, I mean, it's still like a month hmm. before Gotham Knights come. But actually, it's like part of me goes like I want to play God of War again, hmm. um, because it's you know. It's, as good as it was, and then... Uh, I mean, I, I remember the main story beats, but, um... I don't know. I might also rent Ghostwire Tokyo and play that, although my understanding is it's kind of very much like Saints Row, uh... in that it's very repetitive. It's just that the yeah. visuals are really cool, so... I don't know. I heard it was short, too, though. Like, if you just blast through the main game. Yeah, the problem with surprisingly the, short. With the open-world games is I can't just blast through the main game. Mm. I end up collecting whatever cat fonts or well, i mean assassin's creed it doesn't fucking matter if you just blast through the main game or not it's oh my god it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not wrong yeah yeah i'm so ready to be done with that game well the the the, the there are going to be soon they'll be releasing free a free dlc update that kind of wraps up ivor's story so Oh, Jesus, it doesn't end in the game? God damn it. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Assassin's Creed games. I mean, f- for the most part, they, they kind of don't. Like mm. like Origins. Origins never really ended. Like Origins, you know, they 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 obviously, you know, because Origins, 
was was the origin. So they kind of show how Bayek like starts the. It's not the assassins. I forget. It's like the Brotherhood or something. Whatever mm-hmm. that then becomes them, and and just like some of the other games where it's like they don't really end per se. Um, and it wasn't until they did, um, they did um, Odyssey, and Odyssey had kind of an ending, but also not. But then they put out free DLC that tied Odyssey and. Valhalla together that kind of yeah, I did wrapped that. up, uh, um, you know, Odyssey, uh, Cassandra, and and um, and so I guess they're doing the same thing here, where it's gotcha. you know, it, it's not it's not so much. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, it's usually these games don't end. I don't know if they were just like, look, these people have been with Ivor for fucking two years now. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. let's give them something to at least just kind of wrap it up. The, the thing that's weird is because yeah, you haven't finished it yet, right? Oh Jesus Christ! No, still no. <laughs> okay, there it kind of goes some weird places, especially with like the modern day things, and oh, I'm okay. curious to see like how that ends up like playing in to things. So, but um, all right. Yeah. Well, yay! More of the game. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I'm the same way when I bought Donna Ragnarok. They're like, it's forty hours, and I was like, it's forty hours. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> so you get so many skill points, so many different ways to kill things. We're just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. I <laughs> yes, I am a fan. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then of course, you know, Halloween starts soon, so we can start uh, getting ready with our thirty days of of Shutter and whatever they mm-hmm. end up doing. And um, I think um, I I know we talked about it, but uh, uh, oh shit, the um, fuck, I cannot think. Um, Resurrection. That's going to be on Shutter, but that's more towards the end of. The end of October. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, they got uh, they got um, Deadstream is the big one for October. I'm excited for. for right. Them. Yes. Yes. Um, I have heard lots of good things about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean they have stuff on there. I I, I am interested in watching. I just haven't gotten yeah. around to it because of the other stuff. But um, whatever, whatever, whatever it is we end up talking about, assuming I don't get washed into the ocean. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I went so far away from the ocean that I don't think it'll be a concern. Although I'm like half expecting to go out and there's like a like an alligator on top of my pool cage, like just like hanging out. Like, how'd you get up there? You know, like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little help. <laughs> but uh, but whatever we end up doing, hopefully you will be here with us. Uh, so for myself and Mitch. Thank you so much for hanging out. This has been episode 156 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us, and we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night.